Hey, and welcome back once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, and today we are going to be in Acts chapter 16. This is the, the passage where Paul, he preaches the gospel in Philippi, and we're going to see a lot of details. Actually, today I'd like to look at an extended portion of the text. But as we do it, I want us to be mindful of the willingness of a disciple to suffer, to endure hardship, to, to deal with difficulty, to be mistreated so that others might hear and believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let me show you what I mean. If you want to follow along with me, let's jump in. <clears throat> we're going to be in Acts 16, verses 16 through 34. Like I said, we're going to read a bit of an extended portion today. And, uh, and as we do, just, just follow along. But here's what the scripture says. It says, As we were going to the place of prayer, this is the author, he's describing his journeys with Paul, says, um, the, the author being Luke, says, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune telling. She followed Paul and us crying out, these men are servants of the most high God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this is an interesting start to our story. They're, <clears throat> they're, they're walking through and this, this, slave, this girl who has a spirit of divination, um, and through that, she is able to make her owners wealthy. She, she, she is in touch with the spiritual world in a way that maybe we feel a little bit, um, maybe a little bit nervous about in our modern day culture, but, but there's a reality here that she's connected with whatever the spiritual world was, or however this connection worked, she knew that these were servants of God Most High and that they were proclaiming the way of salvation. It says, verse 18, And this she kept doing for many days. Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out of her that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. So Paul, he he is, for whatever reason, he says, I'm going to, I'm annoyed, enough is enough. And he, he commands the spirit out of her. Now, her owners, they're not happy about her deliverance at all. This is... This is encroaching upon their economic advantage. And so they, it says they seize Paul and Silas and they drag them into the marketplace before the rulers. It says, they <clears throat> so, so they're drug into this marketplace. And then we continue, verse 20 says, And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, These men are Jews and they are disturbing our city. They advocate customs that are not lawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates tore their garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. So look at this. What are they advocating? Likely this uh, one true God, this belief in Christ as Lord. And this is not in a custom with the, the uh, Roman accepted practices. Verse 23, and when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them in prison and ordered the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. So here's what I want you to see. They are, they are drugged to the marketplace. They are accused. They are beaten with rods. 
Their, their, their robes are ripped off of them and they're taken to the inner jail and their feet are put in, in stocks and chains. There's no escape. This is a, this is a, this is a beatdown. This is an arrest. This is suffering. Well, verse 25, this is about midnight. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Now, look, look at what they're doing. They just had a beat down. They just got drug out, put in prison, put in stocks, and what are they doing? They're, they're singing hymns, and they're praying. They're connected with the Lord. Their, their situation doesn't matter because they have Christ. Verse 26, and suddenly... There was a great earthquake and the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened. Quite the earthquake. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. Why would he do this? Well, guess what? This is coming anyway. If, if on his job while he's sleeping, there is a jailbreak and all of the prisoners escape, he is as good as, as dead meat. He is going to be executed. And so he's, he's just going to save himself all of the pain and torture and drama and trial. He's going to fall upon his sword. But Paul, verse 28, cried with a loud voice, do not harm yourself for we are all here. And the jailer, jailer called for lights and rushed in and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds. And he was, and, and he was baptized at once, he and all his family. And he brought them into the house and set food before them. And he rejoiced along with the entire household that, had, that he had believed in God. Now, I just want us to notice and just kind of sit with the, the sheer amount of suffering that, that Paul and Silas endure in this short story. They, uh, they, they, Paul heals this girl. Uh, he is drugged into the city. He's drugged before the leaders. He is accused. They are beaten with rods. They're thrown into jail, all for the sake of the gospel. They're in chains in jail, in stocks. But, but look at what else they're willing to endure. There's a great earthquake. The jail doors are flung wide open. Their bonds are broken off of them. They have the ability in that moment to, to flee to safety. But they choose to stay. They choose to stay and, and, and continue down this path of suffering. But look at what happens when they choose to stay. This jailer is about to take his own life. This jailer would have ended in a, in a godless eternity in hell, separated from the goodness and the glory and the love of God. And because Paul and Silas stayed, he called out with a loud voice, this man's life isn't just saved. His soul is saved. And that of his household as they all believe the gospel of Jesus. Here's what I want us to see. Here's the ancient way for the modern day. First of all, the ancient way for our modern day is to, to, to have a willingness 
to suffer. Not suffer for what we can gain, like, oh, I'm going to suffer so God will love me, or I'm going to suffer so I can earn salvation. No, that's been freely given. No, this is a willingness to suffer for, for the proclamation of the gospel, to suffer so that the, the message of the gospel can be heard and believed by others. Are you willing to suffer? Are you willing to be, a, be the, the target of people's accusations? Are you willing to have people verbally abuse you, maybe even physically lay hands upon you because you hold to the best message that could ever be heard? You hold to the greatest news in the history of the world because you have the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are, are you willing to suffer? It's a question I have to ask myself. But we have to always be, be considering, are we willing to go through this hardship? But, but also, I want you to see that they were they were willing to, to forego a moment of advantage for the advantage of someone else. They could have fled the jail, but they did not. Yeah, I think that there's, there's a, a layer to this that we might want to consider. Not only are we willing to suffer, but we're also willing to, to not necessarily grab the greatest advantage we can when it presents itself. If they were to have fled, the jailer would not have heard the gospel. The jailer would have fallen upon his own sword. The jailer and his whole family would not have had this wonderful opportunity. But because Paul and Silas were, they were hesitant to just think of them themselves. And we don't know all the motives behind that, but, but what we see is the result. They were willing to, to not just grab onto the greatest advantage they could in the moment. Now this takes some discernment. This takes a sense of, of being uh, led by the Spirit, having a, the mind of the Spirit, thinking through what God would be calling us to. But, but look at this. If you and I as believers, if we are on one hand willing to suffer and on the other hand willing to forego the greatest advantages in certain situations, that, that potentially leads to the gospel going forward powerfully, people being saved so I want you to think, where are the arenas that you might end up suffering? Maybe your workplace, maybe your social circle, maybe your school. And not only where are the, the places where we might be, be led to suffer, but also where are the situations that you, you might be willing to forego an advantage that is given to you so that you might, might have opportunity to care for someone else. This is our ancient way today for, for our modern day.